Hey guys, welcome back to Women Untamed. I'm so excited to be here today with Anaya Sophia, someone I deeply respect and and really, really love to follow and engage with her work. She is a Merophor, a mistress of sacred oils, a mystic and author of Transmissive Wisdom. She carries an oral mystery that stirs the remembrance of a continuous lineage with the feminine principle that throughout the centuries has preserved its spiritual dignity without the need for permission or recognition from any other source. So Anaya, thanks so much for being here with me today. You've also got an amazing book coming out, Fierce Feminine Rising. So everyone make a note to get this as soon as possible. It's already available for pre-order. Anaya also does a lot of work around sacred relationship and sacred body awakening. That is really, really beautiful. And I'm so, so happy to be here with you today, Anaya. Thank you. Thank you so much. It is my real honor to be here also. Yay. (laughs) So... It looks like you have a background as well in kundalini yoga. Was that kind of an entry point for you into some of your awakening journey and a lot of what you bring through today? Or how did that all look for you? Oh, definitely. Kundalini yoga came to me at the classic age of 28, which is Saturn's return. Mm -hmm. This is a moment where we often get forced into a corner where we're asked, is this the kind of lifestyle you want to continue to lead? Mm-hmm. Or would you like to make a, a change at this point? And I was a fashion designer in London. Oh, and as wow. fun and as glamorous and as exciting as that was, uh, I, yeah, I wanted to make a change. <laughs> <laughs> what was coming yeah. up for you at that time? Because that must have been a hard decision with, you know, all of the validation of that being such a cool career. What was coming up for you at that time that allowed you to really say yes to yourself? Well, I, I remember realizing that I'd, I'd reached the height of my game. Mm-hmm. I was dressing the prodigy and Bjork and oh, wow. Madonna. So it, it was really appealing to that side of me. But, but my, there was no depth in it. Mm-hmm. There was no depth. There was no intimacy. My soul was still restless. And I knew it, it, there was only more of the same up ahead. Yeah. And so I took that massive leap of faith where I left my own company. Oh, <laughs> I left wow. it in the hands of my partner and just walked away empty handed straight into Kundalini yoga teacher training. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And there, was a, there was a great loss to all of that because yeah. suddenly I wasn't invited to the parties anymore. Mm-hmm. I had no no more VIP pass. <laughs> no one was interested yeah. in me, you know, being being a face at that particular gathering. Mm-hmm. And that hurt. It does. That definitely hurt. Yeah. I was quite alone for a while. Mm. Just a handful of friends. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that because I think that's true for a lot of us and that's a really challenging part of the you know being sovereign I guess and really honoring what's true for you is the aloneness that can sometimes come with that absolutely yeah yeah but then I made a whole a whole new circle of friends oh great we had much much better conversations oh good (laughs) yeah um that's really interesting actually because I we share that experience in common. I didn't have my own company, but I was a fashion journalist in Paris. Mm. Um, and I was, I was 23. Um, but I woke up crying every day because I didn't feel 
connected to it. But of course I was, you know, drinking champagne for breakfast and going to Chanel shows and, and whatever else. And on paper in our world, of course, that's something to be celebrated, but it's so painful to not really listen to your heart. And it's very scary. Yeah. So I I remember on one occasion, because when you're doing the teacher training, you're encouraged to do sadhana in the morning, which Mm -hmm. is a five o'clock start. And so I'd be walking, you know, the same streets of London, making my way to to the venue where I'm doing my teacher training. And at half past four in the morning, I'm walking past the nightclubs Mm. and I'm seeing my friends sprawling out of the doorways. Oh, no. (laughs) And I'm going in the opposite direction, dressed in white after a full night's sleep and, you know, a very pure diet. Mm -hmm. So... I looked at that and went, wow, right here, right now, two worlds are existing. Yeah. 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 And then I feel like comes the point where you realize that they also are kind of one and the same ultimately in this reality. And you can't judge people either for stumbling out of the bar. Um, (laughs) So, hi. Yeah. Um, so around this time or uh, were you already kind of coming into I don't know if you refer to it this way but the the Gnostic awarenesses the Gnostic teachings and these kind of lineages or was that something that happened for you over time that happened a little while later Mm -hmm. Um, I was very happy in the Kundalini Yoga community Mm -hmm. Um, the the area of sexuality and the second chakra really, really interested me. Mm-hmm. But at that time, and this was the 90s, I wasn't finding too many answers in yeah. that community. Mm-hmm. It, everything seemed to sort of come to a dead end. Mm-hmm. And again, this restlessness of spirit, because I'm so grateful for what I've learned, but I need to know more. Yeah. There's, you know, in my opinion, back then, there was this uh, kind of like uncharted territory, um, uncharted ground that I wanted to explore Mm -hmm. and it wasn't there. So once again, I found myself teetering on that threshold of, oh my God, I can feel another leap of faith coming on. Yeah, I'm now gonna leave this community and I'm now gonna start venturing on my own Mm -hmm. into myself. Yeah. No more teachers, no more communities. I'm now going to trust the the little threads I can feel on the inside that say, follow me, you know, eat Mm -hmm. me, drink me, Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) Yeah, I got that. (laughs) And that, again, a very scary maneuver because Uh very established, made some lovely friends. I was part of a community. I was, you know, recognized and had my spiritual name. Mm-hmm. And now off I go again on my own. <laughs> yeah. And that would have been around the sort of 35, 38 mark. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to really pick up that dialogue with Mary Magdalene, mm-hmm. with Sophia, with mm-hmm. Yeshua, mm-hmm. taking this more Gnostic path now, yeah. literally feeling, feeling around in the dark mm-hmm. with my fingertips as guides. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's a beautiful way yeah, of putting it. Just it just opened up. It, yeah. uh, that's all that was needed. Yeah. And another leap of faith. And now, of course, you live in, in the south of France, the kind of region where a lot of this ancient um, 
wisdom had yeah. had spent some time as well, um, yes. which is very powerful. So yeah, those are lots of leaps of faith. And I guess for me, when you say that, I just think about how um, it resonates as kind of the path of the initiate. And that's yes. sort of what it looks like. Um, yeah. It's not always comfortable, but we like to um, stay in the comfortable places. So I, that jumped out at me too when I was reading your bio, even before we got on, um, just yeah. how you made the make the point to say um, that the spiritual tradition or, or what you bring through doesn't need the permission or recognition from any other source. And I feel like Absolutely. I don't really hear a lot of other people um, speaking to that or speaking that way, but it's something that internally I've been... Um, looking at or just kind of like exploring within myself this idea that sometimes mm. initiation or often I feel is really an, an internal thing kind of yeah. like you're saying you came to this point where you were like okay I need to really listen to myself yeah yeah a yeah. true initiation will terrify us mm -hmm. you know, as we stand there at the entrance and it has to it has to be that real the whole system has to be ablaze with you know a real cocktail of of inner inner chemicals yeah <laughs> trepidation excitement love mm -hmm. ecstasy all of those energies are needed so it has to be as real as we can make it mm -hmm. if we know how it's gonna turn out <laughs> it's not gonna work right right yeah and do you feel like all of those experiences are necessary to push you into that new space of consciousness? Oh, they were necessary for me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because at first the voice was very quiet mm -hmm. and I could have missed it and I could have put it down as imagination. But one day I decided, and it, because it said literally come to the South of France mm -hmm. uh, and it felt like it was the, the voice of Mary Magdalene. Mm -hmm some sort of feminine persona or character feminine christ or, or a, yeah. some sort of female that walked with him mm -hmm. and that was really outrageous to imagine that something like that could be heard sure. within my own head yeah yeah but i did it <laughs> and mm -hmm. it got stronger and clearer and now it is i am just fully faithful i obey mm -hmm. i believe this voice 100 i speak it yeah. When I do my transmissions, I yeah. don't edit. I mm -hmm. say exactly what I hear. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that was also a bit of, was that a bit of an initiation for you too, to not try to change what was coming through? Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. I, and and the, the highest part was when I wrote Fierce Feminine Rising. Mm -hmm. Because I sat down to write it, like I do my other books, um, you know, pen and paper, ready to receive the chapter titles, ready to understand the numerology of it all. Mm -hmm. Is it 13 chapters? Is it 22? Mm -hmm. You know, ready yeah. to get that linear template. <laughs> and the yeah. voice said, we're going to do this totally different. You've got to trust me completely. Mm. For a start, you're not going to type out one single word. You're mm. going to get some kind of... Um, uh, uh, not dictaphone, uh, when you speak into the computer, yeah. sorry, it's not working at the yeah. moment. You're going to speak this into the computer and you will notice my voice, not yours. Oh. 
-hmm. And it really is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. So I got something called Dragon Software. Right. And obviously with a name like that, I was fully behind <laughs> it. <laughs> and Very so aligned. I spoke, I spoke out what I was sensing, mm -hmm. what I was feeling, what I was seeing. And then I sent those paragraphs to my nearest and dearest friends. And I said, what do you think of this level of writing? And they said, who wrote this? And I said, <laughs> it was me. I spoke it. I didn't write it. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that by speaking something, you're using a different part of your brain. You're yeah. not using your linear masculine brain mm. to write and type and, you know, make paragraphs and space and, 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 and arrange it nicely on the page. Mm -hmm. So I just left it as a sprawl of mystical words. <laughs> and then eventually I had to go back and yeah. tidy it up and edit. Sure. But it's quite different. And that's what I mean by yet again, the leap of faith. Yeah. yeah. Trusting the creative process. Yeah. And putting also your trust and faith in something that you cannot see and that no. you don't have any tangible evidence for. Or even understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let alone control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's powerful. What would you say when you look at now the Fierce Feminine Rising book that did come through, what would you say is kind of a, a main message that's there? Or, you know, also where did this what activated this for you to bring this through? Was it something about what's going on in the world right now? Yeah, well, I, I actually started it about two years ago, and it's been sat quietly with the within the uh, in the publishers mm -hmm. for at least eight months, not um, ten months. And I was saying to them, "Come on, we got to release it now!" <laughs> like you know, earlier this year. And they said, "No, we're going to hold on till January 2020." And I was quite frustrated. I was like, mm. oh, no, we're going to miss the boat. But I can see now <laughs> with this fabulous little being called Greta, you know, the young Swedish schoolgirl. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, now, now we have some energy. Yeah. It is exactly right. January 2020 is exactly right. Um, I can't remember your question. <laughs> what was oh, your question? the other part was just... Um what you feel like was a main message that's in there. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It was many things, many things collapsing all at the same time. So in 2018, we really saw the collapse of many spiritual teachers yeah. and traditions and communities, Tantra, yoga, spirituality. Are it you... was like one ousting after the other. Yeah. Um, and then during that the writing of the book I decided I wanted to like pepper it with 13 I called them sorrows of the world my own personal heartbreaks mm -hmm. and so I'm a I'm a massive animal lover and nature protector mm -hmm. and so I made myself watch a few little movies from a reputable source of things that are actually really going on in the world like factory farming yeah like the Euling dog meat festival mm -hmm. oh my god yeah. sitting through those things because i used to watch a few seconds and go oh no no i can't watch this but i made myself sit yeah. and watch you know the whole 20 minute documentary which was not sensationalist at all i mean one of the guys i was following was earthling ed mm -hmm. he did a movie a documentary called land of hope and glory mm -hmm. which is the factory farming in the uk oh. And it's set to beautiful music and very 
slow transmitting heartfelt words as you watch this awful imagery of mm -hmm. our farming combined with also my own age so I'm nearly 50 now mm -hmm. so I'm well and truly in this mystical menopause yeah. mm -hmm. of so many changes and my yeah. hormones are just like completely different <laughs> and so everything met mm -hmm. in 2018 and as devoted as I am to sacred union and the sacred sexuality my heart was not going in that direction mm -hmm. I was now looking out into the natural world and all the terrible collapses of the things that mattered the most to me yeah and so and so this voice started to arise and it's not a different voice mm -hmm. it is the same voice mm -hmm. the sacred sexuality yeah. but there's a more pressing emergency mm -hmm. on the horizon and what I love about fierce feminine rising is that it's not an apocalypse book it's not a doomsday mm -hmm. it's an initiation by yeah. golly it's an initiation and it's a real you know you're getting pushed into the corner where you have to see these things mm -hmm. but behind it all is like all the initiations i've ever experienced this gorgeous blanket of deep love yeah. holding this great big safety net for you to fall into mm. So it's kind of like, you know, two minutes to midnight. We will possibly have to face some terrible, terrible things. Yeah. But two minutes to midnight, in comes the transformation. Yeah. And all that we thought we were going to lose and experience miraculously, graciously. And I don't know how, but it all falls into the right place. Yeah. And we're all like this. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. Now we can create a new <laughs> right, right. man and woman sacred union. Mm. So is that changing the way you're doing your work now as well? Yes. That awareness. This is kind of like the backdrop to which everything gets delivered into. Yeah. This sense of urgency, but it's an urgency with the heart. Mm -hmm. You know, no one's panicking. No one's in fear, mm -hmm. but I'm appealing appealing to the deepest heart imaginable mm -hmm. to do our work with even more gusto yeah and and to and to keep an eye on our local nature mm -hmm. like for me there's no point in me getting on a plane and going out to the yulin dog meat mm -hmm. festival because that in itself is a is a huge expense and a huge amount of fuel and da 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 yeah my message is be vigilant to your local community. Mm. Where can you show up for where some kind of injustice is taking place? Yeah. Yeah. Which and if we all did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which brings me to an interesting uh, question that I've been seeing come up quite a bit in the world recently, which is this idea um, around the law of attraction and how... Ooh these kinds of things happen because um, we've created it and it's part of our evolutionary process and, um, and these kinds of things. What is your perspective on that? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And, and that, again, is a huge message within the book. Be vigilant. Things will arise. You, you have made a promise almost to show up at this time. Mm -hmm. You will see things 
and hear things that are uncomfortable and you are being invited to use that voice of yours mm. and to make stand and to stand your ground and to speak out and to break the silence mm. and, 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 and to do all of this, not for your benefit necessarily, but for the benefit for the undefended or the innocent or the ones who simply are not at that level to stand right. their ground or speak out right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just such a win-win situation all round. Although it's extremely scary, mm -hmm. extremely scary to speak out yeah. and be that one who doesn't go along with the crowd. Mm. Yeah, that is terrifying mm. <laughs> for all of us, for anyone who chooses yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. So do you feel like there's also a, a connection perhaps between the way that we interact with our bodies and each other? and our sexuality and the way we're treating the planet and all of these things being interconnected in a way. Oh gosh, absolutely yeah. and completely. Mm -hmm. My feeling is that the highest sexual act, the highest exchange, whether it's woman, woman, man, 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 woman, it is to open to reality, mm -hmm. a reality that's here in, in the world in nature and the cosmic and the and the gnostic reality mm. but that isn't what we've been taught we've been taught this thing called sex yeah which is to chase the orgasm chase the ejaculation right have as many encounters as possible mm -hmm. which are pretty short-lived uh, and hormonally driven yeah so that's a program, you know, that beautiful it friend is. of mine called that this, the sexual misery program. And I went, it boom, is. that's it right there. Yeah. It's addictive. It's, it's hooked into the emotional secretions. Right. And it never, ever, ever delivers. No. You might get the odd glimpse every now and again. But yeah. if, you was, if we were to learn how to open sexually, mm. including the full heart, intimacy, the soul, ancestors even yeah then we would expand into this glorious natural world i say you know pointing at the window over there where the mountains are <laughs> you would be embedded within this template mm. and receiving the cosmic download or upload yeah and and your whole system would be like an alex gray painting <laughs> you'd see yeah. your nadis your meridians your chakras boom yeah. in you go embedded yeah and yeah. then when you look at the ocean full of plastic or you see you know the nuclear power plant pumping out its mm. its smoke you would be called to act not from a place of fear or anger but from just from a simple solid sacred no yeah you know like standing rock that was a beautiful m movement uh -huh. where we saw our, all of our nearest and dearest get in their trucks and go mm. across the desert yeah to sort of like you know a spirit of celebration no yeah this pipeline is not going down mm. and it was like a festival environment which mm -hmm. is exactly right. This is, this is how this new paradigm comes through. It comes through through joy and celebration and creativity. Mm -hmm. Even if you are having a hard time with the police. Yeah. But still, that is a p much more powerful vibration yeah. mm -hmm. than going up and against these old crumbling powers. Right. Yeah. 
yeah it seems like it's it's more about just creating the new and sort of yeah. um, really channeling love into that and yeah so then that begs the question you know what do we do to help hearts awaken on the planet and that seems to be like a primary focus that's kind of underlying all of these conversations you know certainly we don't want to factory farm animals or pollute the ocean when our hearts are open and we don't want to just have mechanical sex when our hearts are open it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel right it feels like we're polluting ourselves so that aspect of the awakening seems um you know sometimes it can seem overwhelming like how is that going to happen but do you Mm. maybe have some wisdom on um you know what we could all do to support that in an individual way in a collective way I would say the most potent way is to gather, gather with others. Mm -hmm. That is when real amazing miracles can happen because in the gathering of others is the raising of the Shakti, the raising of the internal life force and the inspiration and the support and the love and the intimacy that can often come through gathering with others, whether it's dancing, whether it's yoga, whether it's festivals Mm -hmm. or just going to a seminar for the weekend that is where the medicine is and being alone and doing it all by ourselves that's old paradigm Mm -hmm. you know living the hermit it's important step in a stage it is important but i believe when we gather with others that is when invisible doors start opening Mm -hmm. yeah and the greater the greater medicine the greater energy gets created yeah yeah well we do need community and that's you know um certainly a medicine that has been in some ways maybe watered down to just happen through like screens and like the Mm -hmm. kind of connection you know we might not be seeking that as actively um in the ways that really enhance us so yeah that's beautiful thank you for saying Mm -hmm. that um so with you know all of this awareness happening for you um and kind of it sounds like a a shifting maybe in in your focus a little bit do you Mm. think that um this is also coming through for you with like your connections to Mary Magdalene and these these other alliances that you have is that kind of the 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 download that you're getting as well in general Uh, absolutely I mean where I live in the French Pyrenees I have this feeling that because obviously there was a crusade that came here Mm -hmm. to kind of quash this spirit that had already shown itself about 800 years ago in in the Cathar, which Mm -hmm. is the spiritual descendants of Mary Magdalene. And so when I look at this alchemically, now Mm. we know those people lived a very pure, a very mystical, a very potent life. And the majority of them got burnt at the stake or sealed in caves by Mm -hmm. the crusaders. So their flesh literally seeped into the earth, whether Mm -hmm. it's through flames or just slow demise and decay. Mm -hmm. That flesh carried the light of their mystical experiences, the soul that was very, very deeply embedded within these people because of the the purity of their lifestyles. And I just can't help believing and feeling again and again and again that this quality of consciousness is actually in the land. Yeah. 
it's in the places where they, there's that word again, gathered, Mm -hmm. where they gathered, where they celebrated, where they really amped up the transmission. And so this is what I'm doing. And this is what I invite Mm -hmm. others to come and experience with me. Let's walk the land. Yeah. You know, let's draw this energy up and into our present day human bodies. Mm -hmm. Let's listen. Let's soak up. Let's, Let's be infused by this spirit, which mm. is very, very clearly still here. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and this is what, what when, um, you know, you read out my bio at the beginning, um, an inexhaustible tra- a tradition, mm. a tradition that's always been here, always will be, literally gets passed you know, from mother to daughter, from mother to daughter. It's a feminine principle. Mm-hmm. Um, even science can confirm that. The, mit- the mitochondria DNA, there's a certain particle of DNA that only gets passed mother to daughter, mm. mother to daughter. And that piece of feminine DNA can go all the way back to the very first female human. Yeah. This is not me being imaginative. This is me being <laughs> biological, truthful, and scientifically factual. That's so amazing. this is fascinating. It is. And it yeah. also um, reminds me of what many of us felt when uh, Notre Dame mm. was on fire, which was that the, many of the Cathars were burnt at the stake in front of Notre Dame and that it was actually on top of... Yeah, an ISIS um, temple originally, Absolutely. and that there was a lot of symbology there around, you know, maybe just purifying um, the way that we have, in many ways, denigrated the, some of the sacredness of that way of living. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I just want to put in one little nugget. Yeah. It was an ISIS temple. Absolutely. But what what I love about it is it had an altar to Osiris. Oh. That, and, and for me, you know, someone who's really yeah. into sacred union, yeah. this is just, this is just finishes off everything. Yeah. So there, there you have it right there. You have Isis, you yeah. have Osiris, you have this resurrecting king, mm. this, this Christ figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when that fire came, yes, of course, it was the rise of the sacred feminine that was underneath it all. Mm-hmm. But she had an altar. Yeah. To the sacred masculine. Yeah. It's certainly, certainly the call is for the resurrection of union on the planet without question. Yeah. It's not just women rising up and being powerful, but it's really all of us, you know, coming back to that um, awareness of the heart in whatever way that looks for for each human. I did not know that. So that's really cool. And thank you for telling me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, just to touch briefly on your work with sacred union as well. So Anaya also has a book called sacred sexual union, which is very cool. Um, and I think a lot of, uh, of people will resonate with that very deeply because it's also the only time I've read something that speaks so truthfully to the journey of, of sacred partnership in all of the different, as you call them, the wounds of love, um, Mm. that come up as initiatory gateways, uh, and what that really looks like and your emphasis as well on the, on the self inner marriage, which yes, is so powerful. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, do you see that as well as part of the healing path, um, that we're on globally? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I just want to put a little something 
out there to to the ladies i mean to to yourself to me yeah yes i look the part everyone says oh my god you're so fabulous you're so feminine and i'm like oh if only you knew i am driven by yeah. masculine energy uh-huh. my dynamic my my endless ideas you know the creation of the website uh, and you know i've I've done a range of t-shirts recently. Yeah, I just saw so that. My, my everything. And then I looked at it recently and went, oh my God, my sacred masculine dynamic energy is absolutely supporting the female in me that's slowly arising mm-hmm. and so many other women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went, wow. Um, so should you be like that? Don't lower that masculine energy. Right. I've seen a lot of people say, oh God, I'm way too masculine. I need to bring, I need to rein that in. And I'm like, no, don't rein in it. Leave it exactly where it is. Yeah. What we have to do is raise the feminine presence to be equal Mm. to that dynamic, outward acting, outward creating superpower. Yeah. Because, you know, some of us can really berate masculine energy, mm-hmm. like get down, you're, 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 too, you're too outwardly focused. Mm. Or no, too linear. that's yeah. fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we need both. I mean, it's really not a good look to just be one or the other either, which yeah. is interesting, <laughs> that imbalance. Yeah. Um, so I just wondered if you wanted to speak to just briefly, I just finished, I recently was gifted the book Sacred Oils, actually, which was my first oh, introduction to the, the lineage that you are also um, bringing forth. Um, mm. And I've seen that a lot of your transmissions right now are focused on that. Um, so is there something you'd love to share about maybe that also being part of the medicine available to us at this time um, and how that is playing into what you're doing? Yeah. Working with the oils, I've actually got one right here. It's Angelica. I've just done a transmission literally half an hour ago for this oh, one. Oh, I thought it was tonight. I'm on a different time. Oh, it is tonight. Yeah. It is tonight, but I, I recorded it <laughs> yeah, about okay. half an hour ago. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I can send you a copy if you like. I think I already um, get it. <laughs> what I notice with these incredible mm. beings is that when you when you realize this isn't aromatherapy right this is an old priestess tradition yeah. mm-hmm. you just approach the whole thing from a totally different angle yeah so these oils take me to the place where this transmission voice has been residing all along mm. so it's kind of like a wordless no mind yeah you're using the fragrance as a vehicle uh, not only to go deeper into your own self, but to stay awake. Because sometimes when I go into a really deep place, I am literally half a, half a hair away from sleep. Mm-hmm. But the oil, you see, keeps you awake. Yeah. So you're going into very profound spaces. Mm. But because you have this really strong pungent oil or sweet aroma you know, constantly being inhaled and drawn up into your brain, you are vigilant into like new paradigms and places in your own being. Yeah. And that is what I'm so super excited about. Mm -hmm. It's a vehicle. This aroma 
is a vehicle. It's a bridge. Yeah. It takes you from one state to the other. Mm-hmm. And because of the purity of these oils, you're going into that very pure space. Yeah. And of course, I love the connection with Israel, with mm-hmm. Egypt, the, you know, the old priestess ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, love, I love the fact that it's exactly the same elixir that was used back then. Mm-hmm. We can really glean, we can really re- retrieve our information, our memories from those times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yum. <laughs> yes. And just to reiterate, because I'm not sure if everyone got this part, but it's quite different from um, essential oils and maybe the way they're more commercially being circulated right now. These are very, very special. There's only like 15 or 20 of them, maybe more. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, of the of the sacred oils that you're referencing. Um, yeah. And spike nard is one of yes. them as well, of course, that we know from... Uh, Mary Magdalene and uh, the anointing of, of Yeshua, yes. um, which is very powerful. And yeah. so these are for, for journeying purposes, which is really amazing. They're not like, you know, um, just for the diffuser or they really That's have right. a totally different purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you, I mean, when you inhale, you know, before I, I'd kind of go, hmm, yeah. now i close off one nostril okay and i inhale and i and i know to take it to the pineal and pituitary Mm -hmm. and down the back into my nervous system Mm -hmm. so now we're on a very different journey yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you know through both nostrils one for the solar one for the lunar paths Mm -hmm. you know up into the pineal down the shashumna through the caduceus yeah out through the 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 nadis yeah yes um are these i know you have a line of oils as well so are you utilizing the sacred oils in those Absolutely. Yeah. These are created by lovely Susanna Sophia Hart from mm-hmm. Sedona. Oh, cool. So we kind of like, you know, co-created together. I just, I just threw in a few ideas mm-hmm. and she went, I know exactly what you're after. Oh, wow. And absolutely. She came out with this range of nine beautiful Sophia temple oils, but all the credit and all the glory must go to her because this lady really knows how to uh, how to bring those oils together to 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 perfect even mm-hmm. a certain gateway that we might be after and yeah. so I asked her to come up with you know the royal bridegroom Holy Sophia Sarah the daughter of Yeshua and Mary mm-hmm. sacred sexuality sacred union mm-hmm. all the beautiful things that I'm attracted to yeah amazing yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, so Anaya has oils, she has t-shirts, you just came out with a clothing line, she has books, she has, um, I have your temple pass, so I get all of your transmissions. Very good. And she has courses, and she does also retreats and immersive experiences. You can also go stay with her at her um, bed and breakfast in the south of France. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, just come and come and be with us for a few days. Yeah. Meet Pete, meet mm-hmm. the dogs, meet Kitty Cat. Um, and Pete is your partner, and I is partner. Pete, Pete is my my husband, my partner, my 
my best friend, my sacred playmate. Mm. Uh, he's on a very similar path, obviously more interested in, in men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you know, the men's route to ever deepening yeah, relationship mm-hmm. and the qualities of the path. What do they have to heal? You know, the mother wound, the distrust of the feminine, the, the, the manipulative ability yeah. that the feminine has. Mm-hmm. And of course, especially the feminine that might have one foot on in the priestess path. Mm-hmm. That brings in another yeah. <laughs> another layer, another depth. Because, you know, there has been misfortunate things mm-hmm. in our past yeah. that did affect the soul and the spirit of the man, of the male. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whew, there's a lot of healing to be done. Yeah. But by golly, if we can get there and come back to that clean, holy ground together, especially if we're carrying those old traditions Mm-hmm. then we can really, really genuinely from a very holy place create together. Mm. Yeah. Which is the dream of all dreams, the heaven on earth creation. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Um, was he already doing this work when you came together or was that something you've kind of journeyed into together? Oh no, we, we've always been doing this work before we, we ever met. That was what attracted me to Pete. Mm-hmm. I'd see his writings on Facebook mm. and I go, Ooh, oh, <laughs> I like what he's writing about. This man has debts. Mm. This man has traveled. He's yeah. been around the block a few times. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, for a few years, we'd, we'd just appreciate one another mm. on Facebook until one day he came to this area in France and simply knocked on the front door. How wonderful. And never, ever <laughs> left. He, he didn't even live here. He lived in another country. He oh, lived in Denmark. Amazing. He didn't even bother going back. Aww. He stayed. Wow. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great to hear. It's always so interesting to hear how, you know, just people's stories around their partnership and how they come together. And I was thinking, um, we don't have to talk about this, but I know that you were part of uh, uh, some of the, um, a Tantra teacher that um, had a a story come out a couple of years ago. Um, Mm. And that was really powerful to see that, that voicing um yeah yeah and i i'm sure that that was a a big initiation of its own as well Um, absolutely that's that's where you know that's i i get everything from a lived experience yeah Mm -hmm. and that's why i can say to those watching and listening it is scary yeah it is it is the scariest thing ever Mm -hmm. but it gives you so much medicine Mm -hmm. And so much love and so much support comes your way from all sorts of unpredictable places. Yeah. You think you're on your own. You think you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Mm. But it uh, it's only like that for a few days, a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, you're out the other side. Yeah, yeah. And all that's left, you know, even when I look back now, all that's left is love and appreciation mm-hmm. in my heart. Mm-hmm. No ill feeling, no mm-hmm. judgment, mm-hmm. no finger pointing. 
because I can see it now from a greater place where wow, that was just something I had to go through. Yeah. 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 Do you, do you mind just unpacking that slightly? Cause I think it might be useful for people, um, like forgiving or kind of moving through something like that and then being at that other place was there anything in because I'm sure there were other emotions that came up as well so what did it feel like for you to finally be in the place of okay I'm letting this go I see this with love well in a very loose way I was involved in a spiritual tantric community where my body my intuition was saying things are not what they appear to be yeah There are a few elephants in the room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And at that time, I ignored what my intuition was was sending, you know, red flags. Mm -hmm. I myself was also getting a, having a, a really hard time with a very powerful form of energy coming my way. And again, because I was so young and naive, there was a naivety about it. I couldn't tell, is this wisdom or right. is this cruelty? Yeah. Or is, this, is this abuse? Right. <laughs> or is this exactly what I need to diminish and break down my mm-hmm. ego? Right. So I went with it. Mm-hmm. I let it happen. I let it happen because I was so devoted to the spiritual path. Yeah. I wanted to break open. Yeah. And I, I'd read, you know, this is what it's like in the guru system mm-hmm. of India. Yeah. You really do have a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> you are beheaded by yeah. the guru. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, I guess this is it. I guess this is how painful it's supposed to be. Right. But after a while, that intuition got stronger and stronger. And my self-love got stronger and stronger. I went, hang on a minute. Mm. no this is not right this is cruel this is abusive Mm -hmm. and my god it's happening to to other people yeah I can feel it in my gut yeah and so number one I stepped away from the community Mm -hmm. but for a good many years I was silent I didn't speak out yeah because I felt a loyalty to the community Mm mm-hmm And then finally, after I heard more stories, more of the same, I started to read stories that I could have sworn were my own because Mm -hmm. it was a real cycle. It was happening again to other women much younger than myself. Yeah. And I thought, I got to say something. Yeah. And so luckily we all gathered together and we supported one another because one by themselves is a very hard and bumpy ride Mm -hmm. when you have support when you speak out together but we helped each other review what we were saying Mm -hmm. and making sure that we weren't coming from a place of attack Mm -hmm. or judgment or blame and at the beginning we were yeah sure (laughs) because there was still (laughs) anger and and sorrow and hurt and pain in there Uh and so we prayed together we meditated together we healed together until our voices were really pure and fierce, mm-hmm. but owning, owning what we went through, why we went through it, why we allowed it to happen, confessing our part. Yeah. And then just boom, out it goes out into the world. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but what happened was uh, beautiful bonding, Mm -hmm. 
level of connection between us all. And again, you know, I look back now and go, wow, we must have agreed to this yeah. long before we came to earth. Because that was, that was a move. That was a move. Yeah. We well, it move. rippled throughout, you know, space time, throughout the collective yeah. and um, those kind of activations of, of the feminine voice as well have such a profound yeah. effect on all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And when we look back to that year, you know, 2018, (laughs) it was literally one after the other, after the other. It's still going. Yeah. Yeah. Communities that you couldn't believe. Oh my God, not here. Surely not here. Right. I don't want to mention any names where you just do your research. Yeah, it's all out there. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what this was widespread. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, um, was a learning edge for me that sometimes compassion looks like accountability. Like that is the best thing you can do from a heart space is actually mm-hmm. to hold someone or hold a community accountable to not cause harm. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. Thank you for probing that question. <laughs> it is important. It is important not to be hiding behind quiet doors. Well, yes. And I think, um, my sense is that right now, this is just part of the, the purification process as well, that a lot of, uh, not just women, but especially women are learning how to come out of these dynamics. And that part of really speaking up is terrifying. And so hearing yes. other people share about it, I think is really soothing and, and supportive. Um, yeah. So thank you. I appreciate that very much. You're welcome. So, um, Anaya, where can everybody find you? What is the best place to connect with you and stay close to what you're doing in the world? Well, I'm in the usual areas, (laughs) Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, my website, AnayaSophia.com. Very interactive. Every month, every month I bring through at least two or three new uh, paths to take a travel down Mm. um so yes nothing nothing remains the same it's forever changing and expanding it's like a hologram yeah uh and very in the moment you know like the transmission this evening i mean for me this is evening yeah so i didn't record it yesterday i didn't record it a few days ago i waited right until the last moment what's fresh what's current Mm -hmm. what can i hear what Mm -hmm. can i feel yeah and just pushing it through like like babies yeah (laughs) three babies a month (laughs) yeah very true very true and you um I made a point to like say get up to date with what you're doing so you have sacred body awakening happening a couple of times this year which is really cool that's a like an ecstatic it's a Mary Magdalene teaching isn't it absolutely it's kind of like a temporary temple Mm. and i forgot i've got some really fabulous good news i'm bringing the facilitator training to Asheville, north carolina in april oh wow okay sister akara sophia Uh used to be known as kara gillingham yeah um we're using this lady phoenix's (laughs) dome (laughs) so this is really fabulous that finally I can bring it to the states because everyone's been coming over here you know for the the experience in two days time we're starting a sacred union awakening Mm. where men are now gathering to learn this temple 
temple way of anointing and being deeply and intimately with another, whether it's another man or mm -hmm. another woman. So we're really crossing, crossing these thresholds now of, you know, brother and sisterhood, mm -hmm. because that is where the deepest healing is. Yeah. When, when a woman can open fully and completely to her two trustable brothers, not in a sexual way, mm -hmm. but in a, comp you know, I am completely undefended and unprotected right now. Mm -hmm. And I choose to be extremely close to you two brothers <laughs> yeah. to take me through the eye of the needle yeah. of where there was trespass, there was sexual projection, mm. you know, all the things that we have to experience as we grow up. And these two brothers, these two pillars are holding this very noble space. That level of healing you don't get out of a book. No. Yeah. You don't get out of a transmission. Yeah. Only in the body is something like that real. Mm. And I, as, as I said, it hasn't happened yet. We begin the week-long retreat on Thursday. I can't wait to see what transpires. It's amazing. Because in my imagination, you're done. Yeah. You are done. Your body has been restored. Mm. There's nothing more now to fear from from the opposite sex. Right. Yeah. You're done. That's powerful. Yeah. So yeah, but I don't know for sure until it really, really happens. I think it. And it, so this first retreat is very um, explorative. It's very experimental. Um, let's let's see what happens. <laughs> Great. I think it sounds yeah. like it's going to be amazing. So, um, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to, to share with me today. And I really appreciate everything that you shared and, um, really excited to be able to put it out into the wider world. And I'm sure I will also see you soon at an event or elsewhere. Um, and yeah, thank you so, so much. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much for having me here.